Hi everyone, uh, I'm your host, Loic Mayor, Swiss Alpine Skier, and we're here once again in Sasfe, uh, having one more coffee, and uh, today I have a chance to be there with Dave riding, English skier, so welcome Dave. Hi, thank you. So how are you doing? I'm good, yeah, Sasfe, it's where everyone seems to be spending their time this summer, and uh, yeah, everyone's here, the whole World Cup, so. It's nice. actually super crowded. It's, it's so busy on, on the slopes. Um, I mean, they have certain things in place, but uh, on the slopes, it's I've never seen it busier. Or, or it's pretty good, also pretty. Yeah, that's true. But also, like in the morning, and lift. Yeah, uh, we were here. You were here in July as well. First day I was here. When we met when the opened. first time this yeah. season, it was so much easier. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was now super everyone's nice, getting closer to the season. Everyone's stress is exactly, going up. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone gets to the lift earlier and earlier. Everyone is pushing more. Yeah. It's like <laughs> forest gate on top, but yeah. Yeah. We just make with it, huh? Exactly. Actually, the conditions are pretty good. We're lucky. Yeah. We're lucky, yeah. So, how is yeah. it for you with the UK, Switzerland travels? Yeah, so far it's been absolutely fine. However, now um, Switzerland is now on the UK red list, so when I go home, I have to quarantine. Uh, maybe sports people get a slight exemption, okay. hopefully. Um, they certainly bring that in Scotland, so yep. hopefully in England also. But so far, coming to Switzerland, it's okay then it would it would be harder coming to switzerland and then quarantining okay. because then i i would have to come 10 days quarantine and then start yeah. training so i actually heard uh, this um, spain team yeah. like from spain they had to come 10 days before yeah stayed 10 days in, in the hotels we were not allowed to go out yeah uh, yeah, I, I think because they, they were in the, the hotel next to our apartment, okay. and they uh, yeah they were allowed to do some training outside on the in the hotel grounds, yeah. and that is it. So that's crazy. It wouldn't be so easy, but if we got to do it, we got to do it. And yeah, that's the way it is. But so actually, when you come back to the UK and you can't, you have to do quarantine. You can't even go work in your own coffee shop. No, I mean I don't really work in it in the, <laughs> when I'm doing my physical training. I okay. did a bit after the season, uh, and then I was going to do my barista course, but everything got cancelled. Okay. The cafe was closed, so then it was just yeah, chill. <laughs> so how did you start that project? Um, yeah, I I started getting into coffee a lot in the last few years, and enjoying the different tastes. You were and telling us actually how you started drinking yeah, coffee. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, have so a coffee after. <laughs> I was in Wittenberg, and uh, I was getting a bit tired, and I used to hate coffee. I couldn't drink any hot drinks, but I was tired, so I thought right, espresso it is. I put my fingers on my nose so I couldn't taste it and just <laughs> hammered it down. And then over the years, now I really like it. I, yeah, I love uh, the different flavors in the coffee. And then, yeah, always fancied doing a cafe. And then, yeah, I'm 33 now. Been doing slalom for 15 years. So it was getting to a point where either I was going to go crazy or I had to have some other sort of focus. And with my fiance, she is able to run it. She takes care of it. I do nothing, so, <laughs> except nice. say, yeah, I run a cafe, but I don't. <laughs> she does it all, bakes the cakes. Looks good on the paper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on paper, yeah, it's good. But no, it's, uh, it's nice and it, it allows me to see the other side of, okay, I'm a professional athlete now, but you can't be this forever. No. And I now have a, I know what it's like on the other side and it isn't so easy, so <laughs> no. I better and keep training. I guess you also feel more uh, more relaxed on the skis because you know that you have something. Yeah. I, or I don't know. Actually, How do you feel about it? No, it refocused me on my skis because I was like, wow, this is not so easy out of skiing. I always thought, you know, skiing, we work so hard, we train all the time. It's different to, yeah. the, to working in a cafe or working in an office. 
they work really hard as well but obviously you don't get up in the morning and think how are my legs how is my body feeling yeah. every hour of the day so there's a little less pressure but it's still hard work so then i realized what i do is actually very good <laughs> yeah. so um, very fortunate to do i it. will keep trying my best <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you're not planning on quitting the tour for a few no, more years no no at least <laughs> not good. the olympics and then we'll see that's good to know yeah. olympics what is it two years from now yeah i mean if yeah. it happens <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah at the moment we don't really know what's gonna happen no, we a, actually don't even know for the next season It's no, like it's even now now we're in September and like I was saying in May, it's like, yeah, you've, we've just got to go with the flow. If we race here, we race here. And then now it's like September and we still don't know. It's like, okay, guys, I want to know. Like, there what? is some, uh, we know the plan end of September. Yeah. But there are some rumors that there won't be any storm until middle of December. Yeah, mid, mid So for you, end it's of two December. and a half more months of training. Uh, no, three and a half. From now, yeah, it's, it's so 15, 16 So what are you going to do now? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Train, I guess. <laughs> and try and not come to the season frazzled. <laughs> But no, it's a good question because it's totally unknown. Normally, I'd be sitting here now in September, knowing Levy is beginning-ish of November. I'm really starting to think, yeah, now I have to start thinking about the times. I have to start taking more um, focus on the speed. But now it's like, well could be three and a half four months so so you just have to take two steps back yeah i think so two and steps back focus on the technique as yeah. well and and not overdo it and as daniel yule was saying on instagram yesterday you could uh, focus a little bit more on your gs yeah people like saying this but if you <laughs> saw me in gs then you'd say yeah okay you can focus on the okay. slalom <laughs> i do a lot of like classic slalom skiing and yeah. and this so that's my gs Do you think that it comes from your story, your background of an alpine skier? Because you started skiing on plastic, actually, in the UK. Yeah. So yeah. do you think it comes from that, that yeah, we few better in slaloms than GS? Or? Yeah, we couldn't train any GS. Um, but then, when I was like 20, well, I don't know, 22, 23, I had better GS points than slalom. I don't know how, I don't know why, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> um, but then when I was 25, 26, and I was okay at both yeah. say 17 slalom points and 21 gs points at a guess yeah uh, my coach said like let's focus on one and let's try and be good in one and that worked but that meant totally leaving gs yeah. certainly racing I, i'd still trained a bit and now and, and i do a little bit now but really not a lot so okay. it, it came from that decision and it worked for me in slalom yeah i used to love gs i used to love speed yeah. but i just wasn't my thing so okay. Yeah, we just... Because how was it to go from plastic skiing to real skiing? Like the, the, the feeling or what did you have to change? Because actually we all, like me, I started skiing on snow at two yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, So sure. it's totally different. Than yeah, you. my first snow camp was like my first taste of snow gates was when I was 13. That's crazy. And it was a whole <laughs> new world. I didn't know about <laughs> racing on snow. I didn't know about the whole British system on snow. I just knew racing on the plastic slopes in the UK. And there's a whole scene of yeah. plastic racing. Were you um, good at it? Yeah, I was. Okay. When I was, re yeah, I was pretty good young. And then I, when I was 17, I was the number one, should we say, <laughs> <laughs> on plastic. Zero <laughs> points on plastic. Okay. Um, but it's, you, you learn the basics. And if you have a, the coach focusing on the right things, you learn certainly how to be fast on the flats yeah. you learn how to start you learn how to mentally prepare for a race but you don't learn variables because it doesn't matter if it's 20 degrees 30 That's degrees or true. snowing because yeah. the surface is the same so i didn't really 
I never skied on ice. I never skied in slush. Terrain. I'd never done all of this. So I, I won the Europa Cup after training and whatever over the years. I won the Europa Cup in 2012, but the pieces are a little easier. So then the next year when you expect to step up onto the World Cup, I still didn't know all the like the, the variables, the ice yeah. and all of yeah. this, the harder piece. So I still had to learn a lot. So okay. it just meant I came later, and, yeah. but it's a lot different, yeah. So it's a lot of work at the beginning. Yeah, you can get the, the basics and I would never have got into ski racing if it wasn't yeah. for that. But yeah, then you have to be learning a lot more once you're on the okay. snow. But what happened that soon you had to go on the on snow? Well, I w there was um, it was with the English School Ski Association, and they would choose their team from the dry slope, and the All race right. was on snow, <laughs> and it was the uh, world uh, schools chat. Not yeah, something I can't remember what it was called. What we went to. So your first time on snow was a competition. No, it w ah. we had one training camp <laughs> in Yalo in Norway. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, and then. From there, the coach from this um, school's team w also had a club, so I, we got, my family got talking to him about skiing on snow, yeah. and then, yeah, that's, that's pretty, how it started. Pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so Are you still sometimes going to train on? Uh, not now. I still race. My last race is when I was 21. Okay. Um, because somebody said I don't think you can win anymore, <laughs> so that was obviously free fuel to the fire, and I said, okay, watch me, and and then I wanted to prove them wrong, yeah. so I did. And then I said, okay, enough's enough. Now I have to focus on. But I'm guessing your podium in Kidsville was a better feeling than winning on plastic. Yeah, it was definitely, a, should we say, on a bigger stage. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it was funny because people said, how did you deal with the stress of leading the yep. first run? And I said, you know, I had a lot of similar feelings to when I was leading my first dry slope race. Because at that time, that was everything to me. Yeah. Leading a dry slope race, I was it like... It felt like world Yeah, it felt yeah. that was it for yeah. me. So I had a lot of similar feelings that I could sort of, it's a different stage. It's Kitzbühel, yeah. there's 50,000 people. <laughs> it is. It's a dry slope, there's 200. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no prize money, no consequences, yeah. nothing. So, but yeah, there was a lot of similar emotion. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was interesting. That could help. That's that was definitely yeah. interesting for me. Yeah. And so actually after, after the podium on Kitzbühel, what did it change for you? Like, did you change for the federation, for yourself, um, not at all? Yeah, we certainly got more attention, more funding from the government came okay. in, because yeah. it was also the year, it was the year before the Olympics, yeah. so they thought, right, well, he has some potential, so, so they that invested they more. invested more, because they were not investing anything. Um, that, that's why, for example, for me, that comes from the Swiss ski team, we have millions in budget. Yeah, sure. Everything is made from when you're kids to the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, so my and budget so in, uh, so say, 2015, 16 or 14, including my coach's salary was 80,000 ah. pounds. So 100,000 yeah. euros. Yeah. That was our budget. Whereas, yeah, Swiss ski is, yeah, you say millions. millions. You, obviously, you have a lot more guys to cater for. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, still, it's, still, it's... it's uh, it's hard to understand how it works in a small country like the UK. Yeah, you, I think I was lucky. I had a coach that wanted to make it work. Uh, he was young. It was also his first opportunity okay. to prove himself yeah. as well. Um, so he was very determined. Yeah. Um, still my coach now. And uh, yeah, that's how it worked yeah. because we, we did everything. We stayed in apartments rather than hotels. We cooked for ourselves. I, I was tuning my skis, but we made it work. And then when the support came in, it, then it... Yeah. Helped that helped obviously yeah. a lot yeah and so you're saying you had to tune your skis when did you get your first serviceman 
I got my first, like I was... Actually, did you always have the same? Yeah, my like, first serviceman, yeah. I finished one year, it must have been 2016. The year before, I was training a lot with the Finns and I shared one with Santori Pal okay. and Yemi. But when I wasn't with them, I was doing it myself. So, okay. yeah, when I was basically 28. Yeah. 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 That's actually a huge difference. Yeah, and and then it made the making the step to... Because I finished 31st on the World Cup the, the year before yeah. with the Finns. And then I got a serviceman. And it made staying in the 30 that much easier because I didn't have to worry about skis. I, I could do my own thing. Yeah, and you know that you come down, for example, now we're here on the glacier. Yeah, exactly. You know that you come down? Yeah. You have the afternoon for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You can relax, you yeah. can go have a coffee like yeah. we're doing now. You can do your dry and You lens. can train. Yeah, you, you can, do your dry you stand do better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You save so much energy. Yeah, because I was doing skis for two, two and a half hours. Or, or you were only taking one or two pairs of skis, yeah, so you yeah, have yeah. less work. <laughs> there were some days. And now where you have six with you. There were some days where <laughs> I would be up there with four skis, and it was maybe a little soft, and I thought today. I only do two, use two because so I'll save the other two for the next day. <laughs> Definitely. Exactly yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah, you just become more efficient. And that's why there's always some athletes that are in the World Cup and they're like, no, I don't trust my serviceman, I want to do my own edges. Yeah. For example. Yeah. And to me, I, I, don't, I, I simply don't understand it because I'm yeah. like, a serviceman theoretically has experience. Yeah. It's his job, he's doing it yeah. as good as he can. He can change some stuff for yourself or yeah. for someone else. But then you need a trust relation, and that's yeah. one thing that's very important. Yeah, I think that was also different for me because I was always passionate about keeping my team British because I think okay. it, the Brits, even for you, like if you're from that nation, you put in an extra maybe 1%, yeah. but you get, they have more passion, I think. Okay, yeah. Um, so we got a, a, he was coaching a club. He had never been a serviceman. So he started with you. But he started with me. But because I was always doing my skis, I knew what I wanted. Yeah. So he wasn't coming with his own ideas. He was coming with an open mind. And then okay. we were working together. Yeah. And at first, for sure, he got some things wrong. But he did that in the summer. And by the winter, we had a really good relationship. Uh, we worked all summer together on tuning yeah. what I like. And then so he, he tunes skis how I like. So there's positives. Yeah about having a new guy as well. That's interesting that as well. Was, that's how I see it also. That's an interesting story about it. Yeah. And actually he followed you in the last few years where you changed from Fisher yeah. to go to Dinastar and yeah. now you're back on Fisher. Back, yeah. Yeah, so, so that was, was a big change. And then obviously when you change, we were trying different mach machines for tuning, hand file, three different machines. But he, so he was always, he had a lot of work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thankfully. But why did you change back on Fisher? You know, like, I think when I changed to Dinastar, um, it felt good. It felt, and then over the time, I, I was just having, a, it just didn't suit me. Like, I can't say, I'm not saying Dinastar is a bad ski because no. Clement Noel is one of the best, if not the and best. And it's the same as Rossi. And Henrik is on Rossi, exactly. you know. And it's Daniel exactly Yule is third with Fischer. But I just think it is my natural style is fitting Fischer better. So, okay. yeah, it, it's not, I, I don't say, I hate the skis no. are bad. No, it's not the case. It was just for me, Fisher. You didn't and find I was what wasn't working exactly, for you. yeah. No. And I was very grateful that Fisher said, you know, we, we would like we can have you back yeah. because I was not sure, like, because I, I left and yeah. like, they, but they were really good and they understand. And I, I guess it happens, you know. Yeah. People need a change, not just for also for the mind. It doesn't work. You come back. Yeah. Maybe it looks good for them that I'm back. Yeah. So. Yeah. And now you feel good and that you have your 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, I feel natural. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have to make it work again for the winter, but I feel more comfortable on, on my how I stand and yeah. how I am skiing. But yeah, you have good days, bad days. So yeah, that's with everything. We're talking <laughs> so, about it yeah. before recording <laughs> exactly. now. That's today for yeah. you was a bad day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just one of those one days. One of those days, <laughs> and you know. I will, it will make me focus more this afternoon. I will watch a video more in depth. And then tomorrow I know that I will go up there and I will start again and it won't be a... And actually, I'm always saying, you can have whatever you want on your feet. Yeah. What's important is to come on the start gate. Exactly. Yeah. And be confident that you have the, like not necessarily the best material, but that you have all the chances on your side. Yeah, you know you feel what is going to happen. on what yeah, you have. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, a ski is just an extension of your body. Yeah. You have to, it's, it is you. You yeah. are making the ski work by the feeling you get through the ski, into the boot, up your leg, to your brain, exactly. and then back down. Exactly. So yeah, if, you, if you're not getting the feelings that you want or what you think you will get, then it's, you yeah. stand in the start and you're already pretty lost, nervous. <laughs> yeah, pretty nervous. If you come in the start gate, you're not yeah. 100%. Oh, you're not even thinking about winning. You think, I was. Exactly. There's and times then where you think. You're already lost. Survival. Yeah. There you go. And when you're standing at the top of Wengen or Kitzbühel, and you're like. That sounds a good feeling. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I can tell you, I had some, uh, some times in Salem where I was skiing fast, but yeah. like I could, in races, I wasn't bringing it to the finish. Yeah, yeah. Impossible. And then you come next race and you're like, okay, I just, just gonna make it down. I just, I'm yeah, just gonna yeah. do something. I need some points. And then actually, you already lost there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think now with the time, yeah. you have to come to start and be like, I did everything I could to yeah. be the best. It was on me. Whatever will happen yeah. will happen. Yeah, yeah. But at least I have no regrets. Exactly. It's my fault. Yeah. I did this wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Not like, well, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's exactly. It's the only feeling exactly. you want at the start. Good, and I think uh, it's time to surprise you with some good oh, yeah. Instagram go. questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're ready. <laughs> so we have a little bit of everything, so it's a little bit of a mix. Okay. So we have Fiona asking us, what is your favorite English dish? Oof, depends my mood, you know. <laughs> but my all-time favorite English dish, I mean, fish and chips, a good fish and chips, really, yeah. there's a lot of fat in there, but... I don't have it often, but when I when I do, I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like the fish and chips. I'm from the north, so that is a typical northern <laughs> dish. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> fancy. And yeah. since we're in Switzerland, what is your best Swiss dish? Um, I do like raclette. Yeah. I really like raclette, um, but I get always have nightmares with the cheese. Why? I don't know. The cheese just makes me dream, and I'm just sleep. It's you know non-stop. It's lettuce or something. Else. I know. When you eat raclette or fondue, you have to drink one glass of red or white wine. White wine. Oh yeah, that's yeah obligatory on the <laughs> yeah, side okay. and a tea. Well, after and so the, the cheese just goes down easier oh, okay. on your stomach. Fair enough. I'll try that so next, next time. time. You have to yeah, try. Yeah. Next time I'll try. <laughs> then we have um, another question from Adrenaline Junkie one four five no one five four. Actually, he's asking you why you are so much better than me. Than you. As in Mr. Loic Mayard. Yeah. Well, there's a funny one because we actually have the same amount of Slalom World Cup points. So yeah, you know, on paper, true. we are exactly the same. <laughs> so I can't say I'm better. I can't say I'm worse. We are exactly that's the true. same. We have exactly the yeah. same. So, that's true. Yeah. 
You can't say them, though. No. Good point, good point. <laughs> then we have Alpine Sword Gate. Why do the Brits love skiing so much, despite the lack of snow in the UK? I don't know. Um, I think the Brits, they, well, Brit it was a British guy who started ski racing, right? I don't know why. Oh, no idea. But yeah, he was a British skier, Arnold Lunn, I believe. Started ski racing in Murren. Um, and they still do this uh, Inferno race. It's one of the events he started. Uh, and uh, the Wengen Downhill is the, the DHO club is okay. based there for a long, long time. So, yeah, but I think the Brits love the skiing, but the Brits also love the apres ski. <laughs> so I think the <laughs> mixture of both is really good yeah. for the Brits. And actually a lot of them come to Switzerland. To yeah, ski. oh, they're everywhere. Like the Brits are everywhere. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, not that I, I don't like Brexit, but I think the Europeans have to remember that the, a lot of Brits come. So be easy on us, please, <laughs> Merkel and whoever, you know, if they, <laughs> I mean, Switzerland's not in the EU anyway, but, no, but, but yeah, hopefully we can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. So. The next one from Freddie Montgomery. He's wondering why you, if you could ski for another ski federation, which one would it be? Whew, which one? I, I don't mind a few, to be honest. Um, I would say Canada because it's very, they are like a British, li quite a British lifestyle, certainly where I live. Yeah. Um, they have a same, the same, a quite a similar uh, pers personalities and, and things like that. But also I'd love to try with a, a big nation like Swiski or the Austrians, just because it's, you live, the the country lives and breathes and is so passionate for alpine skiing when i when i race in switzerland or when i race in austria also italy madonna is very good but it's like a whole different energy yeah and to stand on the start knowing that 40 50,000 people are going crazy for you then i think that would be next level and uh, and you are obviously you see you have Six guys in the top 30, Austria, seven, eight, Austria eight also. Some, uh, yeah. disciplines we even have uh, seven or eight. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, that would be different. I like training on my own as well, but to to feel this team. Yeah, yeah that's actually one of my questions. Do you feel like it helps you to be alone yeah. in the team? Or would you rather be in a, in, in a team of four or five athletes? There's, I actually used to train with the Finns a lot and that was really good fun. They had really good guys like Razin and Santori and Jens and they had a really good group coming through unfortunately none of them are still skiing so yeah. i am away from that now but uh there's times where you need others but there's also times where i, I like having no distractions yeah. i i don't have loik mellard looking so easy in the same course <laughs> that i am struggling on when i'm trying to work on something it's like you know i can just focus on me and it, i find it easier to do that so yeah, yeah positives negatives and we are very we can be flexible so if uh, we think training is better somewhere else, there's only four of us, it's easy to go somewhere yeah. and get an apartment. Whereas that's true, that's true. with you, it's probably yeah. 20 people have to do uh, that. Not, so. not up to 20, but actually... With staff and everything, it's not far off, I guess. I agree with you for the part that when you want to test or so, sometimes you're alone, you, have, yeah. you can do your thing. Yeah. But then also, for example, us in the GS team, we have such a good a good vibe going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like you can push each other and I feel of like... Course. That, that team spirit that we have, yeah, it's something that I don't know if I would miss it actually if you're not, yeah, if I'm not in the team like that. Yeah, yeah, it's different. So it's it's, it's different, different. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So, but you were saying uh, looking at me easy, but 
I don't even know if you remember, but July. We were skiing next to each other. I was looking at you, I was like, damn, Dave is looking good and easy. Yeah. Then I came down, you were looking at me like, damn, you're looking easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I'm thinking the same Everything's happening so fast in your brain when you're going down <laughs> that it's like, nothing is easy, even if no, it's- and, and you feel like, oh, I'm late, Aaron. Yeah, that. exactly. And then when you look from the outside, you're like, Oh, that was looking good, that yeah. was looking easy. Yeah, you can't tell if you're like one centimeter behind yeah. where you want to be, so yeah. I remember actually Topolino. I don't know if you ever raced. I was never. I know I you never, were not on skis. Yet. I was never in a British children's no. team. I never even went to a World Juniors, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> there's no chance I was in Topolino. Because I remember coming there, looking at some, looking at some guys, and I was like, wow, they're skiing good there. Oof. And you know, you start thinking like, oh, do I have the level to be yeah. against them? And then I came down and I was like, I was like, second. Yeah. I was like, all right. Actually, me, I guess that was looking as good as the yeah, other yeah. ones. But I had the same on dry ski slope. And in, in we used to have one hour on the slope for warm up. Okay. And uh, I would watch people like, oh man, I'm going to get beaten today. <laughs> oh no. Because I went a few years without losing a race, but I was, every single race, I was like, oh man, these boys are looking fast. I don't know if I can win today. Exactly. And then you win, you're like, oh. Whew, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, it's I know, funny. It just, you don't have the same pictures when you feel it as when you look at someone. Yeah, yeah, it's for just, sure. Yeah, it yeah. just totally because different. you feel a, a little mistake when or sometimes you, it's does hard it happen to, to you? You ski, you're like, that didn't look good today. That didn't look good. I was late. I was feeling mm. unstable. I was feeling like I was all over yeah, the yeah. place. And then you look then at you your watch video. video yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, actually, it was not that bad. Yeah, I'm hoping I get that this afternoon. <laughs> you know, I had terrible feelings. And then it's like, okay, okay, it wasn't perfect, but actually yeah. it's pretty high level. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> but, uh, that. No, we'll see. And then so for the last question from Guigon Ted, I don't know if I said it right. Yeah, some strange names on Instagram. <laughs> I, I guess that's from the UK because he asked, United or Liverpool? Of Liverpool? I should right. have won my Liverpool top. I just bought the new season one. <laughs> you know, they went back to Nike. I thought, right, time to represent. Yeah, you had to. I had to purchase. To yeah, we went to Liverpool with uh, my fiance, and uh, I purchased from the Liverpool store with the <laughs> Liverpool away. shirt. Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah, so she was going for some fashion, but I was going for my shirt. <laughs> that was all I needed. <laughs> so you watch a lot of soccer? Uh, I tried to. Um, obviously, in the winter. We are always in Europe, so I can't. It's not always on TV. Yeah. Um, so I try to, but yeah, it's when we are racing, they are playing. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. No, usually they play in the evening. Uh, no. or afternoon, three o'clock normal. Okay. Well. But I yeah, I do. I follow it on always on the phone. Okay. Like you're coming back from a race, and you're like the updates are coming through. So you do that. Me, I'm doing that with tennis. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on, is he winning yeah, or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also do it with Murray. But I, I will always remember um, Garmisch, like two years ago. Yeah. Janka and me were like top 10 first run. Yeah. And uh, Federer was in the final of, I think it was Australian Open at that really? moment. Like yeah, 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 it will Melbourne. be. Aust yeah. January, January, yeah. And he was like, uh, I don't know, two guys before me. I was looking at my feet, I was like, where is it? What is the score now? No like, way. He won. Two he guys. Won. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's good. I can it ski It gives now. you a shot of adrenaline also. Yeah, I was like, all right. Hey on, yeah, I yeah. can go now. Yeah. <laughs> it's my turn. Yeah, it gives you a, a real boost. Because I'm <laughs> exactly. really passionate about certain sports. And when like uh, your favorite motocross rider or your, favorite, your team is winning, you're like, yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, you're happy for the day. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hopefully, some kids are watching us skiing and think, "Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> <laughs> oh, look did well, and I'm gonna go and rip some turns." That's the goal. Yeah, that's we'll see goal. about yeah. that. <laughs> no, that's the goal, definitely. Yeah. Good, good. I think we're at the end for today. Thank you, thank you, Dave, for that moment. Thank you. Well, I hope now you have dryland. So yeah. Good. Hope you will be better than on skis. Take actually. my frustration out <laughs> on whatever exactly. I do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you very much, and yeah. so. Don't forget to follow Dave Riding on Instagram. Yeah, thank give him, you. Give him some likes. Give me some follows. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so, see you soon for another episode. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Enjoy. Dave. Enjoy. Cheers. See you. Bye.